so my daughter, uh, my adopted daughter here in Nashville, um, who did publicity for me on the book, sent me this email. She goes, Lanny, this is the strangest email I think I've ever gotten. I'm forwarding you this email from this guy that says he might be your brother. Mm. And, I, and I, I just, I was intrigued and, and I, I reached out immediately. Mr. Happy Living here, and I'm happy to be broadcasting from WITV7 in the beautiful Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, USA. Hey friends, I'd like you to join me right now and just try to imagine how amazing you'd feel living the unique and distinct life you were put on this planet to live, doing work you love, with people you love, in places you love, and all the while creating something of real value to others. That's what I call a life of significance. And I can tell you it makes for a very happy life. And so can my friends, Lanny West and his sister, Dory Stone. They're my guest stars today, and they're here to share an update of the unique and distinct journey that connected their lives of significance. Hey, Dory, welcome to the show. And Lanny, welcome back. Hey. All right. Okay, folks, we have a very special story to share with you today. A story that I'm calling Lieutenant Colonel Donald Downard's wonderful family reunion. And from, from my involvement, this all started back in the summer of 2022, when I heard Lanny's story on the Jesus Calling podcast, and I immediately texted him. I said, hey, Lanny, I just listened to you on the Jesus Calling program. You're an absolute inspiration. I'd love to share your story on our Something Significant show. Happily, he said yes. So Lanny, <laughs> what do you recall about my cold call outreach to you and our first visit on Humble Hollow Farm in May of last year. When I did the Jesus Calling podcast, you know, I knew um, that there were many people that uh, that listened to that. And I was just hoping that maybe one out of the thousand that heard the podcast would be inspired and and maybe pick up a copy of my book and uh, and and be helped in some in some kind of way. And then I had no expectations of anyone reaching out to me in any way. And then, then there you were, um, and I was going, what? Wow. That's, uh, that's incredible. So, um, that set, set us on a great journey and, and, um, an amazing friendship now that we have and, uh, which is very exciting. So let's walk through that. So on our first visit, I recall we exchanged books. I gave you my book, Turning Inspiration into Action, yep. and you gave me yours. Um, it's called Father, Son, and the Unholy Road, The Dark, Twisted Truth of My Journey from Cocaine to Christ. So, Lanny, just give us a few minutes so the audience can understand what that book is about. It's uh, it's a story of my life, which encompasses, it starts as far back uh, as I can remember, and um, and goes through my career in the entertainment industry and the debaucherous life that I led, uh, during that time. And it has a great, it has a great payoff to it. Um, which I, I try to tell people that while it is a story of my life, it is truly a story about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I was not inspired to write this book because I was going to be some kind of famous author and be on the uh, New York Times bestseller list. I felt like 
if only one person came to faith in Christ or one person reignited their faith in Christ through this book, then that was what he intended for me to do, regardless of the cost of putting the book together. But during the time of, of discovery and putting all the information together for the book and this young man that, that helped me write the book, <clears throat> I felt the need to do some research and find out more about who my birth father was. Now, I had never met him. Um, <clears throat> when I was 13 years old, I started drinking and was pretty much an alcoholic by the time I was 15. And my mother was, uh, God rest her soul. She was, I thought she was, she was a loving person, but an angry person, you know? And, um, and so one night I came home pretty blasted and she decided that it was time to, 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 uh, to, to punish me even further. So she, she roughed me up a little bit and, and then she, she started screaming at me that I was just like my father, a drunk and an abuser. And, mm. and so <clears throat> that was the, that was the only thing I knew about him other than one picture that she showed me at one time of him laying in bed, holding me up and she was in the picture. And she, so I was two years old. We were in Japan and my mother was pregnant with my brother and that is all I ever knew. And so based on the two men that my mother married after she divorced him, I go, there's no reason for me to find out anything about this man. She, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm living it, you know, but in my later years and when this book came about, um, I did do some research and um, I, I ended up doing some of the research on uh, Ancestry.com, although I didn't do DNA. So I got as much information as I felt I needed to make to make me feel good and happy. And I, I did discover that his grave was in Bernie, Texas. And I did I did through my research know that um, his last wife was still alive and that I had siblings out there. But I didn't want to knock on knock on the door. Hey, um, I'm I think I'm your brother, you know, because it's I didn't want anybody to think I wanted anything. <clears throat> so that was that was how the book came about and that's how i found out more about my father but i kind of left it at that until oh. i got i got this email from someone that said they may be my brother that was donnie yeah so so dory and lanny why don't you give us give the audience just a little little flavor for how the the little bit of information in the book and I think there was a newspaper article and and how it started connecting the family together. Yeah, well, so, you know, Donnie is my older brother and he he is great and he is going to take on everything for everybody. So I think this was kind of going on a little bit before I got involved, but I'm Dory, on my way. Dory, can I interrupt you real quick? Is Donnie the one with the, the what did he say, uh, voice for sign language and a face for radio? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, the audience knows. He's a jokester. That's not true. Not true. Guy, he's a jokester. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Bring you on. Sorry. So yeah. So I, my husband and I were on a, on the way to watch our two boys play there in high school football. We were on a way to the game, and I get a text from Donnie that basically says, "Hey, I just got this book, and when I'm done reading it, I'll let you read it. You might you might be interested." And 
there, there was no preface before that. So I'm like looking at the title of this book going, (laughs) what's significance? Like, what is he trying to say to me? (laughs) And then he sends a picture of, uh, you know, the dedication that's got a picture of our dad. Um, and he says, well, especially in light of this. And I was like, wow. I mean, we, I knew since high school, I think I found out before Donnie that there were other siblings out there. Um, I, I did a family history in high school and my mom kind of just chimed in at the very end. You wrote it in story form. And she was like, Hey, you know, you can say after seven unsuccessful marriages, he's happily married. And I went, what (laughs) you know and Mm -hmm. I didn't bring it up with dad I don't I think for a long time he didn't know I knew um but Donnie was already graduated and gone so we'd never discussed it this is how I find out about the book and Lanny essentially and so um what an introduction to your brother through (laughs) through through that debauchery and then at the end there's this beautiful gem of a man but boy what an intro huh (laughs) definitely Definitely. And it was just the craziest thing for me because it wasn't the first time that people, someone had reached out. So it had Lanny reached out, you know, he said he didn't want to, but we would have been like, okay, well, let's check it out because Donnie had had a brother reach out to him. And I had had a nephew reach out to me at work one time, just out of the blue and uh, say, Hey, I think your dad's my grandfather, you know? (laughs) And we just kind of went, probably, (laughs) you know, (laughs) let's go figure it out. So um, yeah, it was a really cool experience. And I will say I was chicken. I didn't, I didn't reach out to Lanny. I did read the book first because I thought that would like kind of give me a background and help me have something to talk about. And then and then, and then you said, I really don't want to get in touch with him. <laughs> oh, and I was kind of like, you know, I'm the little sister. So some of that stuff I read, I was like, oh, hmm. Well, I have to wait till it's not so fresh in my mind. <laughs> it could have turned out really bad if she didn't finish the book. Right. right? right. She just got about halfway through it and said, oh, I'm not going to read anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, and Lanny, give us your, your, um, memory of what it was like when, when Donnie reached out to you and you started finding you had all these siblings out there and <clears throat> you went down to Texas and met everybody. Just give us yeah. a couple of thoughts on that. Um, well, uh, so my daughter, uh, my adopted daughter <clears throat> here in Nashville, um, who did publicity for me on the book, she sent me this email. She goes, Lanny, this is the strangest email I think I've ever gotten. Um, I'm forwarding you this email from this guy that says he might be your brother. Mm. And I, and I, I just, I was intrigued and, and I, I reached out immediately, but what I did in the, in my email to him is I wanted to make sure that he wasn't some kind of jokester or ripoff artist. I asked him what I asked him what his mother's name was. Hmm. And I, and I knew, I knew Ellie's name. And so I asked him a couple of key questions, but he found, he found me through this blog that this guy, and I cannot remember his name had done um, on the military and the court-martial proceed procedures and how they were unfair because um, our dad had gotten court-martialed and um, and then a year later they rescinded the court-martial. Mm. And so this article has a picture of our dad on it and Donnie had sent this to me 
And it in the very first paragraph, it says, according to uh, one of his children or something like that, uh, Donald, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Donald Downard was not a good man or not a nice man oh. as, <laughs> as written in his memoirs and gave the title of the book. Wow. And, and a coworker of Donnie's sent him that article for some un unconnected reason. And so Donnie then went and bought the book and, and he says, and he's, he saw, well, it says Lanny West. That doesn't sound right. But he right. bought the book anyway. And so and so we connected via email and then he came to town and he and I and and my wife Leslie went out to dinner and it was like a four hour dinner. Oh, it was it was amazing. And you know, we we just we shared a whole bunch of things and then um we went to Austin, Texas for the uh, CMT Music Awards <clears throat> and um, and it was kind of stressful for me because I had injured my leg the day before I flew to Austin. So I was in bed for two days uh, on pain medication, but I rented a car and drove down to Bernie, Texas to meet everybody. And it was this, it was at this sandwich shop where the whole family had, they get together every Saturday mm. and, and, uh, and uh, together. And so Donnie says, yeah, we're all going to get together. So I walk in to this family reunion and I, I felt like I was on display, like kind of yeah. like some, not, not in a mean way, but so, kind of like uh, I was this strange animal at the zoo and everybody was just staring at Dory and Dory was, she was, she was like, she just, I kept noticing, she just kept staring at me and I was, <laughs> and I was trying to figure out why. And I, and I figured out she was trying to, she was trying to see the resemblance of me and my father. And then, and then they started picking apart a little bit, the, my movements and my behavior and, and how I walked and all that kind of stuff. So it was, so I got to meet everybody. I got to meet grandkids. I got to meet uh, kids, uh, Dory and Kat and Donnie and husbands and wives and, um, and it was absolutely just an amazing, I mean, I get, I'm getting chills right now talking about it. Um, <clears throat> and so, so then we, so then we invited, um, uh, Dory and Rick and Donnie and, uh, and his wife to the CMT music Awards. So they drove to Austin. Nice. We, had, we had dinner, we went to award, an award show and, um, and off and running and, and, Quite frankly, I feel like that that I've always been a part of this family. I mean, that's that's how so, quickly we, you know, yeah. our togetherness got. Yeah. So just quickly, Lanny, uh, so the audience is aware, Lanny West is not Lanny Downard. So no. just explain that you changed your name, but you were his son or you are yeah. his son and yeah. you're all related. Yeah. Yeah. So if you read the book, read the book, you'll you'll know uh, my birth name was Boyd Anthony Downard and I was named after my grandfather. Okay. Um, and I hated that name. Uh, and the reason I hated that name is because I started a career in radio when I was in the 11th grade and the general manager at that radio station was going to give me 
a radio name and he was going to call me Bop, Bop and Boyd. And I go, wow. there's, a, I said, I'm already getting my tail whipped in school by the bullies that <laughs> I would not survive with that name. All right. So, so the radio station is in Lynette, Alabama, West Point, Georgia. So Lanny is short for Lynette. West is for West Point. And when I was 21, I had it legally changed to Lanny West. Very so good. that's it. But you can so read this, about it. This story would be already fantastic if we ended it right here, but there's more, <laughs> folks. And let me uh, tell us how you and your family came to the attention of Purple Hearts Reunited and its amazing founder and executive director, Zachariah Fike, who is the soldier and World War II historian that took you on the trip to Europe that we're about to talk about. So how did how did that connection come to come to pass? Well, so again, Donnie being the center of everything, too bad he's not here. Um, he's kind of the spokesperson for the family. And somebody had reached out to him, uh, Zach and his partner at the time reached out to him because they were working on a book about the battalion that actually marched. It wasn't dad's battalion, but the, the, one of the three that marched the Rainbow Trail uh, and liberated Dachau. So through all of the research they were doing, dad's name kept coming up. And they said, you know, he's not with this battalion, but there's a significance here because we keep hearing about him and we we want to know more. So we all met at Donnie's house and shared a lot of the information we had. And it really helped them put a lot of pieces together uh, mm. that were missing in the book and connect a lot of families and help answer some questions some families had because of just letters that they found that dad had written to soldiers. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a really great experience mm -hmm. spending time with them and kind of going through all of that. And as they were going through that, they got really excited about dad's journey mm -hmm. and how he was involved with everything. And they started researching him. I think they were gone a week and they called my brother back and they were like, hey, <laughs> we've just been immersed in Donald Downard for like oh. the last week. And started talking more about how they had already done this trip once for Bud Goss, who is is a surviving veteran of that battalion they were writing about. Um, and they offered us the opportunity to do that. And so, I mean, that's just not something you can say no to. <laughs> so, now I'm getting now I'm getting goosebumps. And well, just give thirty seconds, if you would, uh, Dory, on what is the main purpose of Purple Hearts Reunited? What do they do? They return. Um, like if they find any identification or any medals, whether they're like off in a antique store or somebody finds them lost, um, they hunt down either the family or the owner and return that to them. So it's, it's really, especially in the case of the one we're involved with, you know, he was MIA. And so it kind of gives closure to these families. It's really, really a beautiful thing that he's doing. That's awesome. Okay. So, we're going to we're going to go over to Europe here, but try to give our audience, first of all, who went from your family? Um, just tell the audience, I think there is multiple generations. So just give us a quick rundown of who went over on this trip with you. So so my, my mom went uh, and then, of course, Donnie and his son and his oldest daughter and then his son-in-law. Okay. Um, my sister, Kate, and her husband. Okay. My husband and then my oldest son and my second oldest son. Awesome. 
that's three generations about a, about a dozen people yeah and you know dad dad passed before any of the grandkids got to oh. so it it was great for them to wow yeah his, yeah okay um so i'm gonna go in i've got some questions about the trip but before we dive into it just let me start with you lanny and then i'll go to you dory what's one or two highlights of the trip for you as you reflect back on it today um, well, uh, one of the big ma major highlights is getting to spend time with my family. Um, mm -hmm. and I mean, we, we drove hundreds and hundreds of miles in two va vans. And so we got to know one another quite well at dinners, um, yeah. you know, going to Oktoberfest, going to the, uh, the, what is it? The Hofbrau house and that sort of thing. So getting to know my family and then, um, and then the one little town that we stayed in the, the, on the motor river, they're actually, the foxholes are still there. And, mm. and so part of the, the younger folks went and camped out in that, but I got mm. to meet a, this delightful couple, Thomas and his, uh, fiance, uh, Marianne, who are world war two historians themselves and were, and participated in making our experience so much better there because they had information. They actually had Jeeps that are authentic Jeeps that the military left behind and they refurbished them. So, awesome. and they were all dressed in world war two oh, um, military wear. And, right. and we got to know them and, and now Thomas and Marianne are coming to the United States and are going to say, so those were two, two major highlights for me, for sure. Thanks Lanny. How about you, Dory? I do have to say, um, paying tribute to dad's fallen soldiers nah. uh, in Epinal was, Ooh, yes. yeah, that was really, I, it's, yeah, can't even describe. Oh, yep. So that's where I want to start, actually. And I cheated a little bit. I talked to Zach in preparation for this, this meeting. And he said one of the things that he was just blown away about was there were, there were signs that just kept showing mm -hmm. up. So, First of all, talk about, I think, what you just mentioned, Dory, visiting the gravesite of soldiers that served directly under your father's command. Um, and I understand that Zach asked each of you separately to go around and choose a soldier or two to talk to um, and explain to us what that was like and then what the sign was um, when you all came back together and you were leaving. And I want both of you to talk about that. So, Lanny, why don't we start with you and then go okay. to Dory? <clears throat> well, yeah, Zach gave each of us um, uh, at least two uh, soldiers um, and their and their grave marker number. And so there are thousands of soldiers bur buried here. <clears throat> and the French are so respectful uh, and loving to the Americans for, for what we did. But we we went around to find and what Zach wanted us to do is spend time with that soldier at his grave marker and and just sharing our thoughts um, uh, with them. And it, it was pretty emotional uh, to to uh, to do that. First of all, we kept seeing rainbows everywhere. So we, we are on we're on the the 40. The, is, is this right, Dory? The 42nd Rainbow Division. And, and oh. they call this the rainbow trail. Yes. So every, oh. I mean, we must have seen seven rainbows. Yeah. Because because the soldiers painted the rainbow on buildings during World War II. 
So mm -hmm. anyway, so all of a sudden they start playing the the national anthem and then taps. Yeah. yeah. So the national anthem played and we all respectfully, you know, put our hands on our hearts. I thought that it was something that they did, you know, every day. Um, and then the other, the other thing happened, Dory, go ahead. What was the other, what? the other thing that played uh, taps, oh, right? Taps. Yeah. Which, yeah, that, and, and yeah. And Zach said, this, this is the, the most, one of the most incredible things that he's ever seen happen. He said, they do not do this during the daytime. Yeah. They only do that when they are lowering the flag and yeah. at sunset, but here it is one o'clock in the afternoon and these things fire off for no, no reason yeah. at all. He told me it might've been a malfunction or what they didn't really have an explanation for it, but there it was playing. Yeah. So Dory, talk, talk about the emotion that you felt. And then I'm also really interested. What, what did the kids think about this exercise? Oh, it was great. And it was so moving to see, you know, to see his grandchildren paying respects to his soldiers because, you know, Zach said, Zach had mentioned that somebody in dad's position wouldn't always have been that involved with some of those soldiers because of the difference in rank. Um, but from his research and what we know about dad, like he knew every one of those guys, he knew them. And so Zach really wanted us to represent dad as we visited them and mm. to see, you know, the younger generation who never got to know dad, learn about him in this manner and uh, also represent him was, it was beautiful. Yeah. All right. So Zach told me that, um, there was a storm coming before you were going to visit the foxholes that your dad was in, giving an excuse to keep you on schedule because apparently there was there was great interest where you were, uh, yeah. but you had a schedule to keep. And then he said the rain came, giving you an excuse to to move on, and then it cleared on your way to the foxholes with a rainbow appearing, and not only that, but pointing right to the direction of the foxholes. Yes. It was just, it was so funny because Zach had even kind of made a comment like, you know, we only have an hour here and we really got to get on to, you know, if we want to camp out of the foxholes, we really got to get moving. We can't stay longer than an hour. Um, maybe your dad will send us some rain. And it, I, it was, we had a, there was a beautiful ceremony. It was when they, they, uh, gave us, uh, presented Dallas Hartwell's <clears throat> log tags to us, um, representing dad. And uh, no, just so the audience knows, so you were given dog tags to return to his family. Yes. Yeah. And so as, oh, who he was again? Um, his name is Dallas Hartwell, and he has been missing in action. I think, um, you know, they're still researching some of that, but they had found his dog tags and um, were working to return them. And so as a representative of his commanding officer, we, they, they presented us with those dog tags wow. and it was a beautiful ceremony mm. and an amazing thing to experience. And then right at an hour, the storm clouds started rolling in. <laughs> it did. It was, it was dark. Yeah. It got dark and it, you could just, it just came rolling in at us. And, and so it was kind of, we kind of laughed and thought, Oh, you know, maybe a coincidence. Well, then as we're driving and we're thinking, well, we may not get to camp in the foxholes because if it, if it keeps up like this, you know, we didn't, we weren't taking tents. We were uh, going to be in the foxholes. We had sleeping bags, but that was it. 
And so uh, there was that kind of like, well, we, if we don't do it tonight, we're going to miss it. That's not something we can reschedule. And uh, still wondering. And then the the storm. how long was the drive? How long was the drive? It was that, about thirty minutes. Okay. So yeah, it starts to clear up, and we all get excited because we see a rainbow. Of course, we're not sure one hundred percent what direction we're going, and that's when Zach said, "It's pointing directly to the foxholes." And it, yeah, yeah. Lanny, what what was that like when you were experiencing that? The, the rain coming and then the rain clearing and then the rainbow. How did that feel emotionally to you and, and to your family? The appearance of that uh, of that rainbow was just, I mean, if it happens once, you kind of go, wow, this is, this is pretty cool and meant to be. And maybe it's dad having the opportunity to give us a little sign, but it happened. It happened more than one time. <clears throat> um, and at, at specific times, it seemed like, uh, right, Dory. Um, yes. uh, just anyway, so that's that's kind of that. Tell us who did sleep in the foxholes and what was that like? Just first of all, being there in them, and then let alone staying overnight in them. And I'm you must be imagining what the soldiers, you know, what it was like for them. Yeah, so give, give us a little bit on that. Yeah, and you know, Zach did just a great job making it making us really be able to feel as much as we could you know we can't you can't know what they were going through but he really helped us everywhere we went to understand what it was like when they were there and so you know we got there and it was starting to get dark already and as you can imagine the foxholes were still there but they had kind of filled in over time you know um so they weren't as deep as they used to be so they handed us <clears throat> some shovels and said start digging <laughs> and i think the shovels were from world war ii because they, <laughs> they yeah, were yeah. pretty but so so <laughs> everybody knows that those foxholes were on one side of the motor river and the germans were on the other side of the river <clears throat> in the wood in the line and so there was a battle that lasted for quite a long time over there. Um, another one other interesting thing is that in those foxholes, um, a few years ago, they found a bracelet in the in the foxholes that belongs to a soldier. And that bracelet is being brought to the States by the young man, Thomas, who uh, was one of the. uh historians that that help you know put all this that part of it all together so um anyway so that was that was pretty cool but we kept getting pictures during the night of these of them sleeping in these foxholes we didn't sleep <laughs> we did not sleep <laughs> awesome. but yeah it was very cool you know zach sent a couple of the guys that were on the reenactment team kind of not across the river but at least down through the woods a little bit and just have them like talk and and they were kind of beating on the trees and you know he said can you imagine they were here and they could hear the germans yeah. speaking oh, digging doing their thing and you know and it was maybe in the 50s you know so we were pretty comfortable but when when the guys were there it was christmas time and after so it there was ice and snow and yeah. they were in those holes hearing the enemy just oh, about their evening yeah uh, and, by so the, and by this time they by this time they were near near the 30-day mark of not having showered or changed clothes since they landed 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, so that leads me to my next point, which is also about how rugged and difficult it was, because I understand that Zach took you up a hike up Hard Mountain and uh, that you could feel how rigorous it was. So try to convey your thoughts, imagining your dad there with his, with, with his unit carrying full gear and German shooting at him and just compared to how rigorous it was for you with none of that going on. Go ahead, Lenny. Well, you know, for 71 years old, I'm not in in too terrible of shape, but we get to this to this area, and Zach <laughs> goes. We we had to charge up the mountain, and and when I tell you it was it was near, gosh, I don't know even what the degree of the slope was, but it was everything. It took everything I had <clears throat> to climb up the side of this mountain, and and then and then just envisioning these young 19 year old soldiers carrying a hundred pounds of backpack weaponry and being shot at by snipers, being shot at by machine gun nests and so forth, going up this mountain. But dad did uh, his, his men, they charged up this mountain and they kept pushing the Germans back and back and back and back. And they, they ended up clearing this whole mountain pass of mm. the Germans. <clears throat> and it was, as Zach, Zach told us that it was, it was one of the battles led by uh, our dad and his troops. That was a turning point uh, mm. for us defeating the Germans. Wow. Um, but, <clears throat> but he said that, so there was a soldier that years later wrote a letter to, uh, to dad, which Donnie has in, in, his possession. Um, and this letter was to this soldier got shot going up this mountain. And, um, and so he, he, in the letter, he says that when I opened my eyes up, you were standing over me mm. and, um, and with your pistol, with your pistol in your hand and you, and, and you said it'll all be okay. Now tell me where the son of a bitch is. And, <laughs> And, and, and the soldier said that dad went charging up the mountain to go kill this sniper that was up there. Uh, so wow. it was, it was treacherous terrain. I can't, I can't imagine anybody climbing that with, with that gear and, 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 and how about this and giving their lives for yeah. our freedom. And we treat these soldiers like garbage when they come back home it's just saddening anyway uh, uh, so dory dory is lanny overstating how hard it was to get up that mountain not at all not at all <laughs> and, and, you know like he said we didn't have packs on our back we weren't carrying our weapon uh we weren't watching for fire and having to fall back every time you know every time we gain ground fall back if if there was fire um so it was just and I, I believe that he, that was a battle where dad was awarded the Croix de Guerre, the German cross of, I mean, the yes. French cross of war, <laughs> even just getting up there. We just were trying to keep up with Zach <laughs> and, you know, we're all doubled over by the time we get up there trying to catch yeah. him. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. So yeah, it was, I, I can't imagine. You know, when, I when think Zach mountain was, goats would have had a hard time getting up when, that hill. When Zach was telling me that story, I, I was reminded of, 9-11, I often have thought about our firefighters 
going up those, you know, 200 flights of stairs. Can you imagine? Um, but that's what our soldiers did. And, and that must have been a great experience. OK, this is I want to get to the core of this show, really. It's one of my favorite subjects. It's called The Power of Giving. And like each of you to try to express the feelings that you ha have. I don't think you've returned the dog tags yet, have you? No, the we haven't. So the feelings that you're imagining having, returning the set of dog tags that belong to 2nd Lieutenant Dallas B. Hartwell, Company E, 2nd Battalion, 222nd Infantry Regiment, who went missing in action on, I'll do military dates, 06 January 1945 in Gabshem, France, that served directly under your father's command, returning those to his family. What's what's the emotion that you're imagining about the the joy of giving that back to his family? Go for it, Dory. You know, I, it's going to be beyond what I can imagine. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that right now. But um, to see them gain some closure, because from what I understand, these are these are nieces, and their mm -hmm. their moms were his sisters, and they they looked for him forever you know um to know that they have that piece of him back <clears throat> is i i can't, there's not words for i don't him. i don't think that i i can't even put my finger on what the what kind of emotion that would be to be there and, and see that it's just some and i'm not even sure and because i'm not i'm not gonna be able to go but I can't imagine, even if I was there, I don't know that I could explain what that emotion is. And and there'd be no way that I could explain what the emotion is going to be for those family members that are out there. Um, yeah, so that, that's a tough one. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things I love the most about our show is is all the people that we, in our regular format, they're, they're doing work they love with people they love and places they love, and they're creating something of value to others. They're giving to others. And there's a lot of ways that as we're living our best life, that things happen. And here you are, and you never imagined in, in three gazillion years that you'd be able to do this for that family. But what it does, what you just expressed, Lanny, is it, it gives to you as the giver and to Zach, his team, and everybody involved, but also to those that are receiving pieces <clears throat> and then to everybody around them. It's just this beautiful magic of giving. Well, I, I want to throw one thing in and I, this is probably off, off uh, format here for just a little bit, <clears throat> but I do need to express this. The providence of God is such an amazing, uh, our father is so amazing. So let's, let's just think back. Just how, how did this, how does this happen? Right? Not just my story, Okay, but think of the think of all of the elements through the years from the time my mother slapped me in the face and told me that I was just like this man. Think yes. of everything that the, the number of times my life was saved by God for me to be able to experience this moment and connect with family to for Donnie to find this for this person to write this article about my father for for a coworker to get this information to Donnie, for Donnie to reach out and get the book and to read the book again. I mean, I could go on and on and on to, to, uh, to, to do this, but I have to give glory to God because 
none of this could ever be possible without his involvement. And, and it's just, it's, uh, that's a chilling emotion there. Amen, brother. This is an absolutely amazing sto story. It's incredible. The experience that you've shared from the start until this moment seems to have been filled with supernatural signs and chance meetings and family connections and love abounding everywhere and across generations and across your dad's scattered family. So, Lanny, so you have thought about this, but have you thought about this whole thing is based on not only divine intervention, but maybe your dad's wish to bring his family together. I can hardly get it out, even from the grave. <clears throat> I, I could totally see that. Um, you know, the one one thing we didn't mention, uh, and Donnie shared this, is that um, Ellie, dad's wife, um, who I I have come to love like a mother. Um, the um, the fa the whole family, Donnie and Dory and all of them, didn't really have an idea of the magnitude of, of the families that <clears throat> my father touched um, and the siblings until they did the reading of the will. And mm. that's what Donnie said. And then they found out <clears throat> so much about him. But I would I would agree if 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 you know people can do those types of uh divine things from the grave um it certainly would be our dad that did that for sure you know <laughs> dory yeah no i agree that's uh, you know we've we've talked about that and my sister and i there's there's no way that if dad had had the opportunity to reach out while he was still alive that he wouldn't have i mean <clears throat> it's, it's just and it's uncanny to me that just the similarities i know he said early on that you know i kept staring at him but we did it through the trip too like he he just he has these ways about him that he's just filled with with dad <laughs> so um it's great to have that piece back and so awesome. and so i and so i am uh am like him in a different in different ways than what my mother explained yes in all <laughs> the good ways <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, let's let's wrap things up in the lightning round. I love the power of words oh, and the capacity for great quotes to change lives. So I'm going to read a few of my favorites and have you tell us what they mean to you. Give us the first thing that comes to mind because it's called a lightning round. I believe the first one came from your dad, Lieutenant Colonel Donald Downard. Quote, I believe there is no limit to what a man can do if he doesn't care who gets the credit for it. Grew up, grew up living that. It's true. You just, the credit goes to God. It doesn't matter who it seems did the work. God's the one. We just happened to be the vessel he worked through. After I read that quote um, from him, I just reflect back on the, the my behavior. And I am certainly so much like him um, because um the things that Leslie and I do getting credit for it doesn't mean anything. It's, it's all, all the glory goes to God. And, and, uh, that's one trait of my dad that I know I have. Awesome. Awesome. So this one goes to you first, uh, Lanny, it's from Desmond Tutu. You don't choose your family. They are God's gift to you as you are to them. I agree with that. You just, you just have to find who that family is, you know? 
Dora, you don't choose your family. They're gifts from God to you as you are to them. Yeah, it, it's so true. And and like like Lanny said, it's not always blood, but in, in this case, blood is what brought us together. And I was telling my son's fiance this morning, she was like, isn't that kind of weird? Like having a brother just out of the blue? And I said, I, no, it's <laughs> not. He, he filled a spot that that I didn't know was empty. Yeah, that's great. This Same one's from here. Awesome. This one's from David Ogden Styers. He says, quote, family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. Start with you, Dory. I mean, that is what it is. That's exactly right. I mean, if you can't count on anybody, you can count on your family. That's yeah. I agree with that 100 percent. And that's uh, that's what our soldiers do. That's what what uh, what our father did. You know, no one gets left behind and and uh, and certainly not uh, certainly not a family member. And you do all that you can to to protect that relationship. Yeah, this one's from Heidi Swap. Generations pass like leaves fall from our family tree. Each new season blossoms and grows, benefiting from the strength and experience of those who went before. Start with you, Dory. Oh, give me the hard one. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> There is so much, and I can say, honestly, you know, growing up the way I did, my mother and father were 29 years apart. So mm. I was raised with multi-generations and that's what enriches your world and your life. And sometimes I think the people that are lost in this world have lost that connection to where where they came from. Yeah. Lanny, um, see, for me, I I had no family. <clears throat> my 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 mother and I had a horrible relationship. I ran away from home at seventeen, and the, I had no I had no mentor in my life at all. And I had, and I I kept seeing these families that I was growing up around. That you know, you go over and they have a meal around the the dinner table, and everybody's interacting, and there's such love and beauty, but I didn't have the opportunity to experience any of that. Um, on this trip, I knew that I knew that I was not going to uh, that I would know more about my father from a military standpoint. But the only way that I can know anything about him as a father, as a husband, was to uh, to gain that knowledge from Dory and my newfound family. Um, mm -hmm. And so. Uh, I always wanted a sister and now I got one and uh, I didn't need another rotten brother, but I got one. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Um, uh, uh, the show is being recorded, Lanny. Oh, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I have, I, I have a family, although we're not in close proximity to one another, it's, we're just a, a zoom call or a phone call away. So um, that, that is now it's now my family, you know? So this one, comes from an unknown author, but feels relevant to your wonderful family reunion. Trees without roots fall over. Amen. They do. And I nearly fell over at, you know, yeah. after 65 years, my, my roots were, my roots were gone and giving away. And, uh, if it had not been for the intervention of the Holy spirit and then connecting with this family, I probably would have fallen over. Wow. What about you, Dory? It's true. I mean, you know, you, you cut down a tree if you don't 
if you don't get down to the root, it grows right back and you can crumble. You can crumble, but you're going to come back from the roots. That's a great, that's a reverse of it. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Last one from Colossians chapter three, verse 14. And over all the virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Amen. It, it, it all starts with love. What is the first great commandment? Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And the second one, right, is as important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So love is, is everything. And without love, there's nothing. Yeah. Dory? Yeah. I, uh, you know, over my years of life, I've, I've had my ins and outs trying to figure out um, God. Uh, I was always pretty strong in my faith, but I'm, I'm natural mm -hmm. questioner. So, uh, it's funny. I just always reverted to, I would tell people sometimes that love was my religion because I knew if I didn't know, if I didn't know the answer, the only answer there was, was love. And that was going to fix it. Not go through love. And well, the that's world needs more of it. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. So, now, folks, it's your chance to give a little love. If you can hear my voice and you were inspired by today's show with Lanny West and Dory Stone, and although he's not here, their brother Donnie Downard was here as well, please share some love with our magnificent broadcast team by giving what you can to WITV7. They're a 501c3 charity on a mission to educate, empower, and encourage. They do good works with your kindness. Lanny and Dory, I love that you continually said yes to exploring each new step of your dad's Lieutenant Colonel Donald Downard's wonderful family reunion. Kept saying yes. And I admire your dad for his heroic service to our country and his powerful will to bring his family together even after his death. And I'm super happy that you've shared your amazing story of love and resilience of family bonds on our show today. So will you each take a minute or two and share any parting remarks you'd like to leave with our audience? Uh, Dory, why don't you go first? <laughs> oh, Lenny's so much better at going first. Um, <laughs> I just, there is, this was an experience and I don't just mean the trip. I mean, from the moment we knew Lanny was out there, it, my life has been different and it's, it's been a great experience. Donnie is already a great big brother to me. He always has been, but the love that Lanny brings when he comes in a room is just amazing. I love Lanny. you, Dory. <laughs> Lanny, wrap us up. I had some, um, I had something in mind that I was going to say, and I, I, I it, it, uh, Dory, you motioned it right out of you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Dory. I appreciate that. Um, you know, finding, finding family, um, it, look, my best friend is my wife and I, I have friends out there, but I, I don't know that I have super best friends, but with finding my family who I didn't know was there, I feel that there's, there's an amazing bond and, and, love that is filling a hole that I didn't even know was there. Mm -hmm. I kind of knew it was there, but I didn't realize it was quite that big. Mm -hmm. And so I am a, a, 
forever grateful for for God and and for what part our dad played in uh, in doing this. And I would encourage you, everyone, from this experience, if you if you know that there is a parent out there that you have never met, um, I encourage you to to take the steps to connect, regardless of the pain that there may be. But connect. I I did in a way, but I didn't I didn't go full bore and only and see I could have left it I could have left it and and all would have been okay but God was not going to have any of that and so he pressed on and pressed pressed it and we have now connected so um I'm excited about that and Dory I love you and um Donnie and Kat and Ellie and everybody and I got to and I got to meet grandkids and and nephews and nieces and stuff like that and they are smart and loving and beautiful children awesome 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 thank you lanny and thank you dory and thank you donnie i also want to thank wytv7 for hosting and promoting our show so we can keep interviewing inspiring guest stars like lanny and dory and reaching folks just like you ready to create your own extraordinary lives and most especially, thank you, viewers and listeners. You can go buy Lanny's book, Father, Son, and the Unholy Road at Amazon.com. And you can go to Purple Hearts Reunited at PurpleHeartsReunited.com. And then connect with Lanny or Dory or Donnie to let them know how their amazing family story has impacted you. You can reach them through the contact page at tippingpoint.coach. That's T-I-P-P-I-N-G-P-T dot c-o-a-c-h all one word tipping pt dot coach and from me to you dear friends i love you and i want you to be really truly deeply happy so go to happyliving.com right now and take our happy quiz because measuring your happy helps you focus your attention on it and focusing attention on it brings change and learning and improvement all to flow right into your life and once you take the quiz then please give some thought to what we can do together you and me to improve the happy of your world one person at a time. Till next time, I'm Matt Gersper. You are awesome. And this is the Something Significant Show.